Hello? Hello? So what, no fucking ZD now? <laughs> Don't make me laugh. Hi, welcome to You Know That Episode. I'm Trev. And I'm Victoria. We're two friends who watch too much TV. We break down iconic episodes of good shows. And bad. And explain why we feel the way we do. Today, we're talking about Season 2, Episode 17 of Grey's Anatomy, titled As We Know It, which aired on February 12th, 2006. Now, this is the two-parter. This is the bomb in the body episode finale. Uh, if you didn't listen to last week's episode, please do that first before listening to this. It's very important uh, context. This episode is a fucking banger. Mm-hmm. It's so We've been good. saying that about every episode, but, but that's like, the premise of our podcast if you missed it. Yeah. We talk about our favorite episodes. So. But truly, it's just like, <laughs> this is one of the greatest episodes that really people fans of the show yeah like this is what started to give grace the reputation that grace has now yes people were like i watched the craziest episode of grace anatomy (laughs) last week and they're like isn't that the show about the doctors and they're like yeah but get this there was a bomb inside the patient last week what and then everybody started watching it and then it's like now it's become this kind of joke a lot of the time where it's like oh what's happening now on grace anatomy like there's like, a plane crash, a shooting, a so-and-so. Yeah. Like, But it's like, no, that's all been done. Now it's like, oh, a baby was born with two heads and they're doing a conjoined surgery. Yeah. No, that's already been done. Uh, th- 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 there's like nothing that hasn't been done. The only thing that hasn't been done is a patient hit in the head with a tire at a race show, probably. <laughs> and it's like, like it's crazy because it's... Grey's Anatomy has truly jumped the shark and then just kept going and up the yeah. ante and like... It's really fascinating to see and like even catch up and I haven't I haven't watched any of, I haven't watched the newer seasons like uh, eighteen or nineteen so I don't know what's going on now but I think it's just gotten more insane high stress environment high stakes environment all of the doctors have aged but like really well too yeah but I'm saying like they've aged in a way that like. With context. Like, we know who those characters are and who they have been in the past. So what we see... We can really appreciate them now. Yeah, we know the progress that they've made and where they are in their careers and what they've been through. Oh, my God. But anyway, let's jump (laughs) into Let's get into it. Let's fucking do it. This episode's so good. I love... And this is, again, when we... So when we start a season of our podcast, we go through... All the episodes for a show. Obviously, for Grey's, we were only talking about seasons one through five right now. Eventually, we'll revisit and do six through ten so far and so on, you know. But when we go through, we make our list of, like, our top ten, and then we cut it down from there. Both of these episodes were bo- were on both of our uh, favorites. Five. So we, like, had to do it. So this is, like, our first really two-part episode, se- like, little series for yeah. which is kind of exciting because like yeah. there are options to do that for glee but they're just like didn't really those episodes don't really jump out to us like these but this is like the second part of some of the best episodes of tv ever yeah i love this shit i love this episode i this is I my favorite episode. of the two do you have one that you prefer honestly they're both really good yeah but I feel like I actually like the first one better. Not to be like the contrarian, but I don't I, think that's I really, being contrarian at all. I really think that the tension building is more exciting to me than that release. 
yeah. if that makes sense. No, I 100% like, I love the that. like tension building and all of the different like culmination of the storylines that happens in the first episode. Like, yeah. this, don't get me wrong. And the second episode is amazing because we finally get to see all of this stuff come to a point and, and just the crescendo. But like, I really love how they built those storylines up and got us like all emotional and excited. And I can only imagine what the people who were watching it live went through. But like, I think that's why I like the first one better. I think I like the second one just because of, because I feel like a lot of the time, I think payoff is really hard to write. Yeah. And like kind of concluding all of those. And I was talking about this with my boyfriend where we were just talking about like, okay, do you enjoy the beginning, the middle, or the end of a story the most? Like, which is your favorite part, really? And I've always been a middle person. Like, the second book is always my favorite. The second movie is always my favorite. Because I just really like to sit in the world. Yeah, and I don't always want it to me. end. Exactly. Where I think with this episode, I think the reason I gravitate towards this one more than the first part is because I think this really succeeds in giving payoff to all of the things that were set up in a way that a lot of times TV shows specifically fail to do. Yeah, or they deliberately only give payoff to some people and yeah. the rest of the people suffer. Like, Where it's like in like... this episode, everyone gets some amount of closure and like a re... like. Yeah. It feels like a finale, even though it yeah. isn't. It, it feels isn't. like there's a break after this, but it's not. There's a new episode next week. Like, don't worry, guys. But I feel if, like the reason they did that, though, is also to, like, build up Meredith's storyline. So this is the beginning of another Meredith exactly. storyline, in my opinion. So similar, yeah, similarly to, like, the, the therapy arc, when that ends, we get kind of a new Meredith. This is mm-hmm. a whole new generation, uh, like, Meredith almost 1.5, say. Yes. Where it's, like, she's just kind of starting to exhibit all of these really self-destructive tendencies to the people in her life that she's met since working at the hospital. Right. Who, like, someone, like, uh, her old friend what is her name sadie sadie she might know these things already we're like this is kind of the first time christina derek izzy all of them are seeing like oh shit meredith is like going through something when she goes through it she goes through it really fucking hard and then again we see that with the ferry boat and then we see that with like what? the plane crash the plane crash and like all of these things and kind of like at, to different levels and the obviously. shooter and the shooter episode when she loses oh her baby my god yeah and i think and like i think and it got brought up that conversation between Tony and I because we were talking about Sanctuary and Death and all his friends and kind yeah. of which one we prefer. Yeah. And in that one, I prefer Sanctuary. I prefer Sanctuary too. That's my favorite I, episode of Grey's Anatomy of all. Yeah, time, and I think period. it's because all of the tension and how well, it's the buildup. Yeah, I love and that buildup and like the fear before everyone, like the fear kind of trickling through the hospital. <laughs> of what's happening is so scary in that episode oh my god i need to watch that and like, don't worry we're gonna talk about those episodes eventually too like there's no way we're not but i think death and all his friends does that payoff really well but because it's a finale it feels different yeah where it's so much more grand and it's setting up a lot more things and then there's such a break between them so it's like there's a huge gap between like timeline wise between the end of season six and season seven beginning where right. it's like we missed a lot where I like this right. because it's middle of the season or close to the end, but it's the end of a really major plot moment, but we see the repercussions of it immediately. Yeah, we get to see the rest of the... So it feels like the middle. Yeah, yeah it like, is, because it is it, the middle. It's so cool. I like. I really like how the season is structured. I hate how... Every... Because it doesn't uh, even peak here, I would wait, say. Wait, let me ask one question here. Yeah. And this might require us to do a little digging. That's fine. 
I feel like I want to know when or which show or like where in TV history did it become that all season finales need to end on a cliffhanger? That's a good question. Because I feel like that's probably something that one or two shows started doing, then everyone did it, and then from that point on in history, TV shows started ending every single season finale on a cliffhanger instead of like wrapping their storylines up with a bow and then getting us ready for the next season. But like, I I'm kind of sick of it, and I feel like I really enjoyed... I like a, I like a limited series now, as I've gotten yeah. older, and I also just have a lot less time to watch TV. Yeah, I've started to enjoy more of the 10 episodes one season concluded story like really limited plot you and know? i think it's because we want that payoff faster and i think yeah. that's why this storyline is so product like it's so not productive but like successful successful and um i will say satisfying I, yeah absolutely i think for me like i'm trying to think about like the tv shows that i've enjoyed in my life and like the eras of tv this feels it feels like a big uh like mid to late 90s on thing of this big cliffhanger because i'm trying to think of like shows in the 70s they were a lot more serialized it was a lot more monster of the week sitcom even the dramas like I think about cheers cheers was yeah. the biggest tv show from like the 70s and 80s and i think about it and it's like i don't even really remember a season finale of cheers that ended on like a major cliffhanger except for the one where did you watch Cheers or no? No, I've seen bits. I've seen it here and there, but okay. I mean, say Yeah, there, say there's whatever. like maybe one season finale I can think of really from and that even show Friends that ended on a huge... It doesn't have... Friends has a couple cliffhangery moments. Wait, no. Friends is like the ultimate cliffhanger series fina- season and series finale. I mean, Rachel getting off the plane, Monica and Chandler fucking in London, but I'm, having her But baby, I like, would say, think about, like, when it premiered, because I would say season one of Friends ends with... Ross it, and Rachel. Yeah, but they get, they kiss. Yeah, but we don't know what, like, no, but no, that's no, a, no, I, I totally... think that is, I don't think that's a cliffhanger. I think that is kind of leaving you to figure it out on your own. If that had been the last episode of that show and it hadn't gone on for a second season, I think you can make your own conclusions of, like... Oh, well, I'm assuming they got together. It doesn't feel like a cliffhanger. It feels like almost start to something off screen. But that premiered in 94. So then think about like, okay, as Friends went on and all of that stuff, it's like that kind of sitcom format took on the procedural thing of the cliffhanger and like the law and orders of it all where they kind of leave off with like something ominous happening. I don't know. It's interesting to think about. It is really interesting. I want somebody to do more research and write me up a nice like, little Because, think about, like, them. MASH. MASH was one of the biggest shows of all time. And, like, they didn't really have cliffhangers and shit like that. It was just, like, what happened in that episode? I feel like it happened sometime in the late 80s, early 90s. When yeah. TV shows became really, really, really elemental part of American and international entertainment. Yeah. Because, like... Like, the Brady Bunch wouldn't end on, like, a cliffhanger. No, or even, like... It was a sitcom, like, it was a comedy. Like, when drama TV... That's it! That's, that's what it the, is. That's it's... what it is. When drama TV shows started popping up left and right, like, all the soap operas and all of the serialized crime stories and uh, medical dramas, like, ER. And, yeah, uh, I think, like, the more drama procedurals... Because it's, like, think about, yeah. like, um... I think the, the big... A big thing that has to deal with it, too, is kind of the, um 
rise in prestige TV, like the Sex and the Cities, the Sopranos, yeah, all that kind of thing. Where it's yeah, like because with HBO and Showtime, it was considered like more on the side of movie. Yeah, movie quality television. Mo- movie quality television. That's why it was called home box office because they wanted it to be like you were watching a movie at your house on your TV. Yeah, that's how good they wanted to be. Like we're different than that, like corny Hollywood. TV and you're show paying you more like. for it. Yeah, you're paying for high quality television. And so other daytime and um, even primetime TV shows that were just on normal cable were like, oh, no, now we need to rise to the caliber of HBO. I think it's, yeah, I think that's, I think the drama, I think the kind of prestige TV aspect all play factors in it where it is interesting, though, how like the ripple effect of it. Because think about like a show like Roseanne, one of my favorite shows of all time. Oh, love it. There are some cliffhangers in that. Yeah, some but for of the, the most part, it's like, like again, it's a sitcom. It's serialized. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I like that. I don't know which format I prefer. I think at this point, I prefer just like just tell me what happens. Man, I just I, I think I'm so accustomed to the idea of a se- season ending on a cliffhanger that it's just getting boring at this point. Like I think yeah. shows should go back to like. Mixing it up and giving us a cliffhanger between like every couple in the middle of the season, yeah, or even like something big every couple seasons. And I think Grey's does its cliffhangers and shit like that. But what one good thing I will say about Grey's is, I think post season four, they only really do the really big world ending type shit every couple seasons. Right. So it's like I think the ferry boat, the bomb in the body, and then the ferry boat accident are like the two closest in timeline like catastrophes because what is there anything between the ferry boat and the shooting like catastrophe Um, wise i don't think so right there's like a um, lot of intense patient drama with character character drama like george dying oh yeah i would say that's probably the biggest thing but even then it's not like the whole hospital's under siege that's like a character. Well, that's wait, like a big character wait, moment. wait, wait. That there's something else that happens in that episode that, and that's the reason George is part of it. George had run out. Well, he pushed the a woman hospital. out of the way. No, George was. Um, that's when he signs up for the military. Right. So right. he was just like walking around, and the woman was stepped in front of the bus, like was, and he, or she yeah, almost yeah, got hit by the right. bus, and he pushed her out of the way. But wait, something else happens in that episode, I swear. And that the hospital is full and super busy. And that's why nobody notices about George until the very last second when Meredith goes in there to check on him, I feel like. Oh, uh, Anyway, we are going on to a major tangent right yeah, now. Yeah, either for way. This it episode. doesn't matter. So, but it is interesting to think about. If, any, if you have some sort of idea about like, or whatever, about why this kind of happens in the TV that we watch now, feel free. Let, Let us, us know. know. So we start with another Meredith voiceover, as per usual, and she's basically continuing from the previous episode. She's, you know, still talking about that sixth sense that you get when you feel like you're headed towards death. And she asks this question of, if you knew this was your last day on Earth, how would you want to spend it? And it just turns into just Derek... um, Bailey Uh, and Addison. So we start with Bailey, who's still in labor, but she's really resisting it. She doesn't want to deal with it. She's just like in denial. She wants her husband. She doesn't want to be giving birth right now. Then it goes, it shows Derek and Derek is operating on Bailey's husband. And then finally 
we see Addison sitting down just on a couch and she's just completely frustrated. She's dealing with all of this drama with Bailey and with the husband missing and her own husband is operating on Bailey's husband right next to the room where the bomb is. So she's going under major stress. And then Alex and Izzy are just having sex in the closet. <laughs> really productive. Good for you guys. Really productive. Um, this is one of my favorite voiceovers in the entire series. I... It's so ominous. It's so unnerving. Yeah. yeah. It's just... It's it's classic. Yeah. So then it shows Derek and he's talking to Preston. <laughs> and um, Derek's like, you know what, Preston? Like... Good luck. I hope we don't explode. And then Burke's like, yeah, I'm trying really hard not to make us explode. And then he's like, <laughs> you know, we should consider a change of profession. <laughs> I like these. Like these. Yeah. Again, these, these are like the weird light moments. Yeah. Intertwined. Intertwined with like the scariness and the very real possibility that everybody could die. Yeah. Also, and then it cuts back to the uh, OR where Meredith is getting Meredith, a Christina and black Dylan. jacket. I think is the term. Can I just say one thing? Yes. You're not going to like it. That's fine. I'm mad at them. I'm mad at Christina and that guy. Uh, Dylan? Yeah. Why? Because they're being fucking rude. They're like making fun of her and teasing her and being like, that was a really stupid thing you did. Like, really? I don't think they're teasing her. I think they're saying you did something stupid. I think they're, well, if anything. Well, what the fuck is the point of that, though? Like, really? Fu- like, what the I fuck? I think they're she- also just scared. Well, I feel like she, the most that they know, like, again, this is dramatic irony and Grey's Anatomy over-indexes on it. There's, but a funny, we know, there's a funny irony comment that Meredith makes. We know that Meredith did it because she's depressed and has a death wish. But they don't know that. And so to them, the most that they know is she fucking did that to save them all instinctually. Like, she just shoved her hand in the cavity as soon as Hannah ran out of the room. Yeah. What reason do they have to be, like, fucking assholes to her? Like, really? Wow, you did something kind of stupid with that. Like, really? That was very stupid. That was a stupid, dumb thing that you did. Bitch, she has her fucking hand on a live bomb. And unless one of you bitches was going to do that, shut the fuck up. I, okay, when he says... You got a real sense of irony. When she says only when things are really ironic, I fucking piss my pants. That is so fucking funny. Meredith is a comedian. She is. She has and, a little, like, dark I mean, comedy. If, if my friend did that, I would say, you're an idiot. Even if you did, no matter the reason, I'd be like, you're an idiot. So I understand where Christina and this guy are coming from. But, like, yeah, it's not helpful right now. Have that conversation later. But I think it's, like, the heat of the moment. They're like, oh, fuck me, man. This is... This just got way more complicated than it needed to be. But Ugh, I and don't know. She, I'm not in support. I told you you weren't going to agree with no, me. No, we don't. That yeah, pissed me off. But when I understand. I was, watching, I was like, I'm completely liberated. I 100% she, understand where you're coming from. Because it's not helpful. But I think they're also just like, fuck. Anyway, Burke is in the hallway and he's just like, oh shit. Now I have to make sure that Christina gets out of here because this is incredibly dangerous. So he goes in and he's like, you just need to leave because I can't think with you in here. It's it's too yeah. much pressure. And then Christina just looks at Meredith and waits for Meredith to give her the okay that yes, you can go. We'll be fine. There's a lot of, there's a lot of moments like that in these two episodes where it's Christina looking for Meredith's approval before yes. do, following through with something. Making sure that her girl is okay. Yeah. 
Which just follows through with like their whole thing where it's just Meredith. Christina was like, I'm not leaving. She wants to say so bad, but because he sees it as a distraction, she makes sure that Meredith is okay before she actually goes. And if Meredith would have said, no, I need you, she would not have left that Absolutely. I'm telling you with 100% confidence. No doubt. If Meredith was like, Meredith, no, if Meredith was like, Christina, I need you. I really need you. Like, you can't go. She never would have left. Even if Preston begged her and pleaded with her. They would have had, they would have had to physically remove her from the room. Yes, they literally would have. And it's like, yeah, I agree. And I I understand Burke's reasoning, though, for why he Christina needs to leave. Yeah, no, right. I, I get that. I get that. But just like Christina did the right thing by making sure her friend was okay. 100%. Before Ellen then, Pompeo. Oh, those glassy eyes. Needed to win a fucking Emmy for this episode. It's crazy so that she Emmys. didn't. It's so, there are so many moments in like the first six seasons of Grey's where she is just like, Set like, I, off the top of my head, this episode, the epi- the therapy arc finale episode, the ferry boat episode, the shooting episode, the shooting George episode, dying, like, um, uh, the clinical trial, there's just uh, so many, House there's of just Tri- so like, many. There are so many moments when she should have at least been nominated. She's got no recognition for this iconic character. The Emmys does not take this show seriously. No, because it's because soap of opera. how long it is, and it's just like it's because of the it's so insane that it's just the lack of respect that the show is given when it is truly one of the most consistent and like well loved shows on TV still. In a few years, and, but they do the same thing with Law and Order too. Can I say this? I think in like maybe 20 or 30 years, looking back, they're going to be like, yeah, that show was a fucking... Shonda Rhimes and Ellen Pompeo are going to get some sort of Lifetime Achievement Award or something like that. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, they're going to get a Lifetime Achievement Award Emmy and that's how they're going to get their Emmy. Yeah, which is like fine, but it's like... No, it's fucked. They deserved it in the moment. You could have paid respect to it when it was airing and it was being groundbreaking and like revolutionizing TV for what it is now. Like every show wants to be this show. Yeah, everyone wants the longevity. Everyone wants that paycheck. Like that, just it's nineteen seasons, nineteen and going. fucking seasons, and the time slot that they have, they're not a soap opera. No, they are a prime time. It's just TV a lack show. of respect. It's a lack of respect due to the length of how long the show has been running, and, and like subject due to matter. some other stuff. Yeah, but anyway, okay. So it, Alex and Izzy and George are in the locking locker room, and. They're, like, talking about stupid shit. And then Izzy all of a sudden just loses her temper and is like, can you guys shut up? Like, Mary could literally sucks die. in this episode. And then she starts laughing. And I'm just like... <laughs> and then Alex is like, are you okay? Because, no, the the way she literally had sex with him, like, three hours ago and then... she's now, She like, was literally three hours ago being like, wow, I'm so jealous of Christina and Meredith. Da, 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 da. And now it's like, now it's not fun to talk about. Now it's too serious. It's very, it's just like Alex's so... Alex's face when she started laughing was hilarious. Alex is like flabbergasted by this woman. <laughs> oh my god, she starts laughing. That was funny. It's um, so weird. So then Christina goes back to see Derek and Derek's like, how's the girl at the bomb? And she's just like, how's the patient? And he's like, he's fine, but like answer my question. Yeah. And Christina needs to hide it from him. So he's, so she's just like... She's holding, she's hanging in there, which is exactly what he says about um, Tucker. So it's just like they're both uh, kind of. It's just Derek, so, like, Derek oh my God, everything know. stresses me out. I feel so bad for him. It stresses me out. 
Yeah. But. And then Richard is walking back and forth having a panic attack. And Addison's like, you need to calm down. But then he has a great point. He's like, tell me how the fuck I'm supposed to calm down when my two best surgeons are upstairs operating on a patient with a live bomb with a resident who has her hand on that bomb. And my favorite resident is giving birth. And now you're telling me she won't push. And also her husband is in surgery with one of my world-class surgery. surgeons. And it's like, oh my God. He's you so make right. a fair point. He's right. He's 100% right. But Addison is so... She's so intense. I love intense characters. I do I too. Love... I think when that's she's why like... we like her so much. Yes. And when and she's like, I need you to understand this. We have about one hour to change her mind. And if she says no, I'm going to need you to build me an OR or find <laughs> me a helicopter to take me to any OR in this country. Otherwise, we won't be saving a baby. We'll be saving... We'll be losing one. Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. Addison's really good in this seat in this She's episode. Really good in this episode, like amazing. And then uh, Richard gets the blueprints from the head nurse, whose name I always forget. Yeah. Um, but then it cuts back to Alex and Izzy, and they're talking about like how they're when so chaotic. Things what are tense. Fuck? Like Izzy laughs. She laughs at funerals. Like all this, and they start to kiss. And I'm just like, guys, this is neither it's the just, time nor the moment. This I just don't care about what they're doing. Yeah, me either. Like, okay, you guys want to have sex. Like, you're fucking stupid for that because your friend, is, your, two of your friends are fucking upstairs right near a bomb and you can't do Ugh. anything more productive than have sex. Ugh, whatever. They're both annoying. They're really annoying. Meredith, it cuts to Meredith and Burke in the OR again. And now it's, she says... Uh, is this the we, the strangest thing to happen in your OR? And he says, yes. And she goes, good, because I'm very competitive. And then he gives her kind of this look, and she, he's like, the best surgeons are. <laughs> and I like that is such a good small character moment where he like yeah. he knows she's good. Yeah. He knows it. Yeah, he does. And he has respect for her, even though she's an insane person right now. Yeah. Like, point blank. There's just, there's no excuse for why she did that. <laughs> They don't know why she did that. We yeah. know that. We, we know, know, but they don't know. know. But it's they just, don't know. It's all they have this. no idea. They're like, she's just bonkers. She's, she's just fucking insane. Bonkers, cuckoo fucking banana. Okay. So then we go back to George and Bailey, and George is basically like, listen, you need to have this baby. <laughs> and then she's like, no, you need to book me a ride home. I'm not having the baby. I can't drive myself. I love and Bailey my husband's so being operated on, so you need to leave unless you're finding me a ride home. Meanwhile, Richard is still looking at the blueprints and then the wifey of the guy with the bomb in him comes oh, up and goodness. is like, do you yeah. have any news or any update? Like, I trust you so much. I feel like you are, would tell me the truth. And then it like, is my husband going to die? And Richard's like, if they Maybe. don't operate on him soon, he really could. Oh, and she's God. like, thank you. Goodbye. I'm going to go sit over there. And she like starts <laughs> crying and blubbering about it. And it's just like, I can't even imagine being this woman in this situation. Can you even imagine no. this? No. First like, off, I would never marry someone fucking dumb enough to do civil, some shit like this. Civil war reenactments are usually better than... Like, I can say, based on what I know, the very little bit that I know, they actually are, like, much more diligent and Safe. specific about stuff that they do on that matter. Like, they use, like, wooden prop guns yeah. that aren't... That They're don't not have building the ability bomb- to even be... Lo- they're not building fucking homemade bombs. Like I could, these I, I can say this with complete confidence. I would never in my life find myself in a relationship with someone who would do something like this. Me either. <laughs> Point fucking blank. Point blank. Yeah, I 
just this is so crazy so then it cuts back to dylan and richard and they're talking they're trying to figure out the plan and he's like i need to tell you that the or room that you guys are currently thinking about doing this in is right next to the oxygen line right above it right above it it's literally fucked it's insane it's like of course it is why wouldn't it be so they're trying to figure out what to do and how to move it and everything like this and it's just but like, they're being so secretive again and with it's the like can you just tell me what the fuck's going on yeah cut the bullshit yeah she's like i'm standing right here i'm not a patient i'm not gonna freak out so just tell me and they're like okay well we need to move the patient and then richard like freaks out and has a fucking heart attack yeah and i'm just like this isn't even a season finale this is literally it's in so, the middle of the season there is and so much happening in every single much. scene this is way too much to happen in one scene. But then Meredith kind of gives them attitude when she they're like, "We have to move the, we have to move you." And he, she's like, "I can't wiggle my fingers, but, but we're gonna move, move the, the whole gurney." And there, Burke says we could do it, and I'm like, "Bitch, what is happening?" <laughs> I'm like, "Oh my god, it's they got just... overconfident at a time like this." Yeah, now yeah, now scared and they're confident. When two minutes ago she was confident and they were scared. It's Jesus. so they are. Everyone is out of their minds. They literally are. And then Izzy and Alex being fucking annoying again back in Richard's room. And a doctor is like, okay, um, I can just tell you right now his EKG is normal, but Richard just doesn't even care. He's but like Adele trying to leave. Care. And then yeah, Adele's he's like, I, like, I don't care. I, I love Adele so much. Adele's like, you will need to body check me. <laughs> <laughs> she makes me so happy. She's so funny. I love her um, so fucking much. Okay, and then we cut to George and Addison, and George is saying the stupidest shit. And He's when saying she really stupid shit. My note immediately when he started talking was, George is saying the stupidest shit right now, and then two minutes later, Addison is like, you need to stop asking me stupid questions. And I was like, thank <laughs> God my queen agrees she with me. She gives because- such a good speech about how just, like, frustrated she is and how none of this makes, like, we can't force her, and you're being an idiot, and you're not helping, so figure out a way to be helpful. And, yeah. like, be better. And, like... He's like, let's try to force her to give birth. Let's try to medicate her and force her against her will And, to again, give it's birth. like, I understand where Addison is coming from because she's like, why are you a fucking idiot? He's saying the stupidest shit. But I also understand where George is coming from because he's just like, I don't know what the fuck to do. He's like, no one is telling me what's George happening. George is trying very hard. He's George is, like, genuinely hard. trying his best. Yeah, and every no one will speak to him or tell him what's going but on. But he is being really stupid, But too. he's an idiot. But he's also just like, bitch, you got to figure it the fuck out then. Because I, I can't bring it to... I, I don't know what's going on. You know, he's kind of right, though. Because Addison is literally sitting on her ass and panicking. She's not doing anything. Like, At least he's, like... in there trying to convince her or do something. She's just sitting on her ass and, like, At least George is herself. like, all right, I'm going to throw out the dumb ideas. And then we'll get to the good ones eventually. So he's like, how about this? How about this? And she's like, you stupid fuck. What is wrong with you? (laughs) And I'm just like, hit him, hit him, hit him. But it's like, they're both right. They're both right. He's just trying to be helpful. They are both freaking out right now. And George just needs to go do something good in his life for once. So that's what he goes and does. die. But like, can we talk about like the next scene? Because this is where it all starts to come like full circle. Yeah completely get extremely chaotic it gets gaggy yeah so george goes into a stairwell he sees hannah and he's just like he's really good with her yeah he's like are you why are you bleeding and he's like are you hannah and then he like takes her out of there and then from the or christina all of a sudden sees the bond squad start going down the hallway so she leaves and then derek's like what the fuck (laughs) um 
But then the bomb squad and Meredith are like walking really slowly. So Christina like stands there and I'm just like, Christina, like (laughs) (laughs) I had this feeling that she, I don't know why, but I thought that somebody was going to like jump six feet in the air and get really scared and like something was going to happen. I don't know why, but I thought like if this were real life and they were walking super carefully and quietly. Something would happen. Yeah. And then somebody just showed up and completely took them out of that. That would cause like. That would just scare them, I think. And then it's just like, they're moving. <laughs> and they're like, you, Christina, you need to stay over there. Do you understand? Stay away from here. And Meredith's like, tell me something. And she's like, what? And she's like, tell me anything. Yeah. I have my hand on a bomb. Like, can you just tell me something? And then Christina's like, well, he told me that he loved me yesterday when he thought I was sleeping. And then Dylan's like looking and she's like, you mind your mind business. Mind your business. <laughs> I love them. I love them so much. It's so fucking funny. In the most intense, serious situations, Christina is still like, watch it, bitch. Yeah. Um, I just love Christina. Well, and then Meredith's like, wow, Burke loves you. And Christina's like, yeah, well, everyone has problems. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like, are you going to say it back? Did you say it back? And she's like, well, he told me in his sleep. So reciprocity. What is that? Reciprocity? Reciprocity. Oh, my God. I couldn't say it. <laughs> Isn't required. Because she was sleeping. And Besides, then, he might blow up. <laughs> and then she's like, Meredith is like, yeah, that's true. Which Meredith's is like, like, excellent point. It's so fucking funny. And like, yeah, oh, funny. I, I just, I like when they are talking about dumb shit. Yeah. Or not even dumb shit, but just like things that aren't important right now. Yeah. Um, and then Meredith is like, I, I literally told you that I had a feeling. Oh, she had a feeling. She's like, yeah, I'm sorry. I forced you to come to work. That's what she was thinking in her head. She didn't say it out loud. But, um, okay. So then we go back to what's her face. Hannah. Yeah. And and she's just like giving herself a little pity party and saying like, I can't believe that guy left and I shouldn't have left either. Um, I'm a coward. And then George is like, you're. You're not a coward. He's a coward. I'm just like, you're both cowards. You both took the Hippocratic Oath and you both bailed on the patient. So you know what? You're both cowards. Yeah. 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 So, and then, um, Addison and George are back in Bailey's room and they're like trying to convince her to push. And Addison's like, okay, we're getting you an OR. You need to have a C-section. Then George is like, no. This scene made me cry. Yeah, I cried too. Watching it again. I cried too. And I Um, just like... It's this was his really moment powerful. where I was like... This is a very powerful... If George was like this all the time, I would stand. I would love him. Yeah, I would love him. And, like, he's just talking to... He's like, I don't care that you're my superior. Right now, you and I are friends, and I'm talking to you fucking straight. Yeah. And I, re- I really like the scene, and even when Addison tries to, like, stop him, and it's like, O'Malley, and he just keeps talking, oh, it's yeah. so good. And he's just like, he genuinely is only trying to help Bailey and means wants good things for her. And yeah. for the baby. And it's just, like, it's so sweet. And it's so... And him climbing on the bed after she, like, is, like, ready. And he's, like, let's have this baby. Yeah. It's so sweet. When I he's, just... like, you don't hide from a fight. You don't give up. I was, like, okay, George, I'm gonna cry. I'm yeah, gonna I cry. fully started crying. Like, I yeah. was crying. Yeah. And it just, it makes me... Like, oh, I when love he, it. When he got in the bed and held her, I started oh, crying. It got... Like, it's such a... It's so beautiful. Me. I just... So I really love their relationship so much. Yeah. I wish I liked George more because I really genuinely love him and Bailey as like uh like this kind of a friendship or like Yeah, a but also this like 
maternal relationship maternal almost relationship. where like yeah because she like kind of she takes care of him yeah she looks like, out for him more him. than yeah, she, she looks, looks out, out for him. the other ones well because she knows he needs it yeah he, he needs it more than the others the others are yeah. super independent and successful without he's that. the baby he doesn't have that drive he's the baby of the group to, yeah anyway okay so then they're like, okay, Meredith, so keep the bomb level. And she's looking at them and she's like, okay, level. And I'm just like, <laughs> I don't even know how the fuck I would keep it level. Like, what the fuck are they even yeah, saying? What does keep that it even level? Mean? How is she supposed to keep it level how could when she her know? hand is on top of it? And how will she know? Like, I just don't even get it. And then it cuts back again to Christina and Derek. And Derek's like, okay, so how's the girl with the bomb? And Christina's like, the girl with the bomb is Meredith. Oh my fucking god! And at that very moment, Tucker flatlines. I'm just like, and this then, show... bitch, fucking, isn't this when breathe? Isn't this when breathe starts playing in the episode? Yes, we can't breathe, and this is where breathe starts. I playing. lost my shit. I forgot that was this episode, and I was losing it. That made me start to cry too. Me too. And then I was like, oh fuck, don't play this song right I now. I was like, I can't deal with this. But then all of a sudden, Derek's like, let's go, people, let's go, let's fucking go, come on, let's go. Come on. I was like, oh my god, oh my god. And, and then like, she's like, okay, she's like, okay, if I die, these are the things that somebody needs to know. George and Izzy get to stay in the house. Make sure that they don't have to leave the house. And then Kyle Chandler's character is like, no, don't even start. Don't even start saying this. I literally it's was crying. So, I was it's, weeping. I was sobbing. I was like, I was literally crying. And I was like, how could Meredith do this to herself? Like, she literally did this to herself on purpose. It's so obvious at this point in time that it, she did it to herself on purpose. And it's like, this episode uh. is fucked. She's picturing Derek in the guy's face. And he's like, N- right now, I'm not the asshole who's been yelling at you all day. I'm whoever you like. I'm somebody that you love. And she starts picturing Derek. And it's the beginning of the first part. Yes. When it's, it's just her and Derek standing in the OR. Yes. And, and uh, Meredith pulling the bomb out, and then it cuts to Bailey for comedic relief, and she's like, O'Malley, stop looking at my vajayjay. And I was literally, like, <laughs> laughing through tears. I'm like, stop! But also, but, yeah, when it's like... Uh, when she finally is pulling out the bomb... And Derek saves the guy at the same exact at, time at same I was time. gone. I'm like, And I'm then, gone. so for the last two episodes, we've been seeing these glassy eyes from Meredith of just, like... The whole, the tension is building, the edge, like, they're edging us to this, like, moment of all of this tension, and finally, like, she breaks in one single tear down the left side of her face. Yep. And it's so beautiful. Yeah. It's so, it's so well edited, and it's so overstimulating. It's like it's uncomfortable. I would not trust it. When she took the bomb out and walked out after the guy, like a fucking idiot. Oh my God, like a dipshit. Well, the the thing is, is again, she did it to herself. Yeah. She knew what she was doing. Meredith is the smartest person on this show. She knew exactly what she was doing. And she said, boy, my death my death plan didn't work out. I guess I better follow that guy holding the active <laughs> bomb. And s- No, that's literally what went through her yeah. head. She was like, wow, I didn't die. Okay, like, let's try again. Re-up. And it, this episode is just fucked. Like, we all thought Meredith died. This bitch has been through way it's too so much. It's so scary. I hate and the like, show. I literally hate the show. The bomb goes off and explodes. They they die. Dylan and his colleague are dead. And it's just like we. Literally she gets blown Meredith, back. She gets blown back and hits her head hard. Yeah, like, and then it's like I was like, ouch. It's like you see all the explosion shit. And I, my thought when I watched this, I was like, yo, what does the OR look like right now? Yeah, with, I was like, with wait. this explosion happening like ten feet away. Yeah. 
Like, oh, it's crazy. It's crazy. Also, then, wait. So earlier on, when Meredith says that she has to pee really bad, that's the worst part about all this. Do you think yeah. she pissed her pants when the bomb went off? <laughs> Why would you bring that up when she fucking has a concussion and almost died? I'm asking the real questions. I think no. She, yeah. She, no. She yeah. No. I don't know. I think she pissed her pants. When you when somebody gets into a car crash, do they automatically piss their pants? No, but I think it's okay. I don't. I think if they're. No. She said that she had to pee really bad. Like that's been yeah, set but up. no, I don't. I'm just saying. All right. Why don't you write Shonda and ask her? I, I don't think she has anything better to do than answer I will. That. All she's doing is that Bridgerton shit. <laughs> I haven't watched it by Me the way. Me either. I'm not watching that shit. I don't think I'm going to. Me, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> That's not for me, and that's okay. Yeah, that's okay. Um, um okay. <laughs> so we need to go back a little bit because we need to talk about. Um, yeah, what did we miss? No, no, we didn't miss anything because the bitch has been through too much. She, her head crashes <laughs> down and she hits her head, but then it goes to Richard downstairs with everybody around him, and he's like, "Here they come, guys!" Oh my god! And gosh, the yeah. elevator opens, and it's Derek and Preston, and the lady's just like, "Is my husband alive?" And he's like, yes. And the relief that she must have felt in every she bone was, of her she body. She was a good actress. She's she doing really well. She was a great actress. Well. She was doing well. And then Burke gives credit to Hannah. That was a great Preston moment. That was nice. Was and like, then... But something's not clear. How did they not know that the bomb exploded? They were on that floor. Like, how did they not know that that happened? Well, no. Isn't the OR, like, in a separate part of... It's, like, on another... No, it's the same floor. Remember, they only moved her down... They only moved down the hallway. No, I think they know the bomb exploded. I think the Derek and Preston know, but I maybe the other people don't. No, because they're way too calm to think. They're way too calm for two people who know that a bomb just exploded on the OR. I think they're probably just so overwhelmed at that point because then as soon I don't as think they know because as soon as they break off, Derek is like looking for Meredith and he's like stressing out. And then. That isn't who he meant, and we all knew that, except especially Adele. I think like, Richard knew that too. Yeah, I think Richard is playing but games. But he, he, but you no, know, Richard's not playing games. He's protecting Derek because you know what? He's a cheater himself, and he knows yeah, how true. to do that. He knew. I but better I say l- Meredith because Addison's standing right there. Adele's and little right when she she like she's hides. Like, to, she goes towards us, and she's like, "That's not the that's she, not the she, she, she was, he was he was talking about." Either. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, she knows. Uh, yeah, uh, the scene that we get next, I literally started crying again, was like fully weeping. Oh my God, yeah. Christina and Izzy undressing Meredith, walking her into the shower. And washing her. And washing her. And it's I just so, had like a full, oh. yeah, oh, so emotional. Such a great scene. It's and such a just, good scene. Such a good like button on. Christina always, always takes care has of, Chris, her. of Meredith. Always takes care of Meredith. Like, and then it cuts to Christina and Burke in bed. Yeah. And she tells him that she loves him, but he's and it's asleep. just like, why can't you say it to each other's faces, you freaking I don't weirdos? know. Some people are weird. Some people have a really hard time with, like, being honest about stuff like that. It's just weird. I don't know. I can't relate. Yeah. But then um, we see Bailey showing Tucker their son. I'm so happy that Bailey had her baby. It's really sweet. Yeah. Um, but his, then- so his name in the, his name is William? William George, George Bailey, Bailey Jones. Jones. But don't they call him Tuck? Yes. Okay. Okay. Wait. Does wait, does she have more than one baby? 
I no. was confused about that too, honestly. No, because when like, she wait. eventually gets with Ben, they only refer to him as Tuck. Maybe wait. That's like the is husband... it like a nickname? The... Wait, I don't get it though because the husband's she gets name a is Tucker. Divorce from the husband. Yeah. So no. I just always assumed that the Tuck the baby's name was also Tucker. But it's I not. So too. Maybe just maybe it's just one of those weird nicknames. Yeah, I guess that doesn't make any sense. I don't know either. Okay. Anyway, so then Derek shows up at Meredith's house, and Izzy knocks on Chris on Meredith's door, and is like, "Somebody's at the door for you." So Meredith comes down, and she's just like, "Oh," and they're just such idiot heads. Like they just oh need to be God. together. Oh my God! This scene also made me cry. Yeah, me too. Um, and he was like. I, she's like, I don't remember the last time we kissed. And he was like, well, it was a Thursday and you were wearing that ratty Dartmouth shirt. <laughs> and your hair smelled like some kind of flower. And I went off to work and you kept reading the newspaper. And she's like, well, it was lavender from my conditioner. And I'm like, why does the conditioner keep coming up and in this episode? <laughs> but like the best part, the best line, when he says flower, yeah, it's almost some like... Kind of flower. It's like... He's uh, mystified. Yeah, and he... He's like, then you leaned on, you leaned to me, you put your hand on my chest and kissed me soft. It was quick, kind of like a habit. Like we would do it every day for the rest of our lives. Oh my God. Oh my God. He's such a, he's so, it's so like, that is such a level of intimacy. Yeah. He's the softest man. He really is. And I just like being like those moments that you share with someone where you realize like, oh, I am not even thinking about this. Yeah. I, sort of I, like when she told him that she wanted to have babies. Yeah, exactly. And he was the, like, oh my god, oh my god, she said that. And Meredith it was said so, it so casually, like exactly. It was so I think, especially coming from her and how he knows she is, those kind of easy, casual moments of intimacy, he really holds on to, and that's why I think he remembers it so vividly, and she doesn't, yeah. because to him, it's like, I don't get this often from her. I just don't even get what he's doing with Addison. And I think he's starting to realize it too. I think he's starting to realize it. He's just like, I'm glad you didn't die today. And then he just leaves. And I'm just like, how can you leave her like that? Like, you know you love her and you know you want her and you know that you don't even love Addison anymore. So just... I think the thing is, I think he still to an extent does love Addison, but he just never really got the closure that he needed because it was her cheating on him. So he feels like he almost has this obligation to her to like kind of try and make amends because he did just leave after the whole thing you know what i mean but like she deserved him to leave no absolutely but i think he's just i think it's one of those weird obligation things where it's it's a character thing that's Derek. yeah he's very much like i'm going to do the morally correct thing and that's try and make my relationship with my wife better that's what you do and i think he's starting to realize that i don't care if that's the right thing to do quote unquote i cared about meredith today right Anyway, so that's uh, it's season so two, episode 17. That was a great episode. It's just that was like, a great two-parter. It's so... It's so amazing. nice how it wraps up. I loved it. And it was that, so satisfying. Yeah, it's really satisfying watching these two episodes and just being like, this could have been the end to a season. Yeah, this could and like have been... the ramifications of these two episodes continue to play out for the rest of season two and beyond, and yeah. we love that. And it just feels really good to watch it because we get that payoff, like you said, pretty quickly. We don't have to wait until the next season, which is going to be almost, what, like half a year? Yeah, because this premieres in February. Yeah. And then it comes back in September. 
Right. So it's like so. a four month break in between episodes usually or like between seasons usually or something right. like that. So it's just yeah, I think these episodes are like if you're like if you're going to do a two parter of a show, it should be like this. I agree. It should be worth it. And this feels so worth it. Yep. Also, Meredith looked so beautiful when she, like that close up shot of her when Derek is talking and her hair is just like so perfect. Yep. Oh God! My These God. episodes are so good. I I want to watch them again really already. I yeah. enjoyed them so much. <laughs> well, we started talking a little bit too much about Sanctuary and some of the other episodes, and now it has me feeling like I want to watch those. I know. Oh. Oh my God! So good. Whatever. I can't wait to talk about those eventually. I can't wait to talk <laughs> about it. Anyway, but thank you all for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. We're really excited to keep talking about Grey's Anatomy. We only have a few episodes left, so continue to tune in and let us know what you think. Yeah, thank you again for listening. This has been really fun talking about Grey's and like kind of getting back into it. I know I feel like I say that every every episode, but it's just like, oh, I just want to talk about Grey's forever. (laughs) I know, right? But Uh. yeah, everything's linked. Feel free to get in our DMs. Tell us all of their crazy Grey's Anatomy feelings and yeah. why you think Derek and Meredith are perfect for each other. Or not. <laughs> if not, keep it to yourself. I don't want to hear no, it. If not, still DM us, but it will be me replying <laughs> yeah, to you, not it's gonna be It's going to be Victoria. I'm going to delete the messages as you reply. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But All right. Bye. Bye, everyone. Oh, my God. He's online. Can he see me? What the hell is she talking about? Who's this? Can I speak to Angelina, please? No, she died.